On today's Core Vision, I have very special guest Juwan Morel. He's a professional basketball player in Puerto Rico, and he's a podcast host of the Juwan Morel Podcast. Uh, awesome interview with Juwan. It was fun to talk about his, his basketball career and podcasting. Really enjoyed the interview. I also touch upon USA's basketball's two big wins that they've had and them going to the 2020 Tokyo Games. Let's go. Just a little. Too complex. Too complex. Much too complex. Too complex. Too, too, too complex. Too, 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 too complex. Much too complex. Too complex. Much too complex. Yeah. Too complex. Much too complex. So about the swag sticks. All right. Today is Tuesday, September 10th, and we have special guest Juwan Morrell on. But before we get to his interview, I want to talk about USA Basketball. Uh, USA beat Greece and Brazil. Uh, so they beat Greece Saturday and beat Brazil today. Um, awesome games. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch the Greece game. I couldn't find it anywhere until I found out it was streaming on CBS Sports. Um, I had DirecTV, so I wasn't able to even be able to find it on there. So that was really interesting that I wasn't able to come across that on TV. A little disappointed. I thought the NBA would... NBA TV would be covering it, so it would have been nice to actually watch the game and enjoy it and give you guys some my thoughts of what I saw and things that I had, like, thought throughout the whole game, but unfortunately I wasn't able to watch any of it, which is very disappointing. But So I'm going to talk upon just reading the stats and watching some highlights. First of all, I think the uh, game was very low scoring. You know, we're looking at a 69-53 to game, I believe. Um, you know, not... You know, not what we're used to seeing from Team USA. They, you know, usually putting up 89 to 90 points a game, close to 100. Uh, so the Greece game was very defensively-minded game. You know, both teams didn't come out and play very well. Um, Team USA did a good job, I think, on Antetokounmpo, um, holding them to 15 points. Uh, Kimball Walker led Team USA with 15 points to, uh, against Greece. You know, it was very interesting to... See, both teams, you know, I mean, USA shot 51%, uh, Greece shot 38%, three-pointers were 720, you know, steals, six to five turnovers, not a lot. So maybe it was just a slow-paced game. I don't, I really don't know what happened. That's such a low-scoring game. I mean, the high percentages of shooting were there, but I don't know why it was so low-scoring game. It doesn't make sense. Maybe it just took them a little while to get going. I, I don't know. Uh, very interesting game, though, in the South. You know, Kimball Walker with 15 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds, followed by Donovan Mitchell with 10, 3, and 5. Um, you know, Jalen had 8, 9, and 1 assist. Uh, Harrison Barnes also with 9 points, 1 assist, and 7 rebounds. So, very good overall team game played by everyone between Barnes, Mitchell, uh, Kimba, you know, Jalen, even Miles Turner had a great game with eight points and seven rebounds. So, you know, they looked pretty good and they held it. They did a great job on Giannis holding them down to only 15 points, but hit 15 and 13, a double double. And unfortunately, that Greece doesn't get to advance to the next round. You know, it would be it would have been awesome to see them play if you could find the damn games. Uh, it would be awesome to it would have been awesome to see him playing and keep advancing within that FIBA tournament itself. Uh, we're, you know, we are very lucky again to have basketball in September. Um, football is definitely back, for, thankfully. Uh, nice to see that football is back as well. I'll get on a little bit of football, too, uh, to talk about some games and the AB uh, news as well. Um, I also, 
you know, the other game that USA played in was today. They played against Brazil, uh, beating Brazil, you know, 89 to 73. Uh, you know, Team USA looked good again. Kimball Walker was 16 points, so maybe my prediction is actually going to be right. This is the summer of Kimball Walker, and we're seeing uh, tournament Kimbo start to come out, and he's going to go nuts. But with this win, Team USA advances to the Olympics uh, for 2020 in Japan and Tokyo, Japan, which is awesome. So we get to defend our gold medal, which I'm really excited about that. Uh, get to see more basketball. Uh, it's a, probably be at like 3 a.m. Um, but we'll find a way to watch it. When there's a will, there's a way. If you can find the channel, unfortunately, I wasn't able to find the channel for the, the, the Greece game. So obviously there was some kind of will, but I have no way of finding it. Um, but, you know, but overall, good game by USA. I mean... They won by 16 points. They beat a very good Brazil team. So they beat two very good teams. Um, their next matchup is against France, uh, which should be a very another interesting matchup because France always produces a good basketball team. And they play on Wednesday at, at 7 a.m. So that should be an interesting game because France has a good team as well. They also produce NBA players. And, you know, I'll see what they will what they have to give and what they put on the court and how well Team USA does to play with each other to get them you know out there uh but quickly back to football and then we'll get into the interview with juan uh crazy weekend of football um first of all if you watch any of the lsu versus texas game amazing game uh happy that lsu won i love coach o love his voice go tigers so you know it'd be interesting to see how they do the rest of the season i'm sure texas will bounce back um, but very, that was a really fun, exciting game. And then NFL Sunday is finally back. Uh, a lot of good slate of games. Um, on, you know, but Saturday was probably maybe the biggest news that overshadowed everything. AB to the Patriots, and now the Patriots are stacked. I'm not a Patriots fan, even though I live in New England. I am actually a Niners fan, but my Niners actually won. They beat Tampa Bay, thankfully for the defense with two pick sixes. And James Winston not being that great of a quarterback. Sorry, Jameis, but if you do want to come on, I take it back. Um... But, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. I mean, A.B. to the Patriots, I think we're just looking at who the Patriots can play in the Super Bowl and whether or not they're going to be undefeated and who they're going to beat in the Super Bowl right now because they're the best wide receiving core. And this is the best core to have around Brady. Um, but, you know, other games that were interesting, the Dolphins got absolutely destroyed and then a bunch of Dolphin players requested trades afterwards, which is crazy to hear about. Um, you know... Kirk Cousins played a pretty good game for the Vikings. Um, it's just going to be an interesting football season overall. Kyler Murray looked really good in their win against Detroit, which was that was a lot of fun to watch him play. Uh, Philip Rivers did it, won a game in classic Philip Rivers way. They, they looked like they were going to lose, and then they come back and win. Uh, you know, great, great to have football back. You know, we're living in a great time. Uh, a bunch of football, a bunch of basketball. NBA is 33 days away too, so I'm very excited about that. Actually, less than that, I think 30, almost 31 or 30 days away. So I'm pretty, pretty excited to have the NBA back and then college basketball fall. So, you know, big time, big things coming up. So I'm excited to have, uh, you know, all these, all these games going on and keeping track of everything. I think going into the next podcast, I'm going to go into more depth about. Um, more of the games that are happening and start talking a little bit more about college football more about NFL uh, start doing more research and just 
telling you guys what I think about the games coming up. So we'll make a little more of a sports podcast and then just strictly basketball since we're not quite into the basketball season. But we'll get into basketball season and start covering obviously more basketball over football. But always happy to talk about football. But all right. After... So now we were going to get into the interview with Juwan Morrow. Awesome interview with Juwan. We talked about his basketball career and how he ended up at Moorhead State. And then we also talked about podcasting, which was a lot of fun. I actually really enjoyed that a lot. Um, really great conversation about listening to him and you know growing his brand and his podcast. I highly suggest anyone out there listening to download Juwan Morrow podcast. Listen to what listen to his guests. Listen to how he talks to his guests awesome interviews that he does i really thoroughly enjoy enjoyed this one i was lucky to have juan on and you know i'm looking forward to having on having on again um great interview with juan um i hope you guys enjoy it all right on today's court vision we welcome on juan morrell uh he played professional he plays professional basketball in puerto rico and he has his own podcast the juan morrell podcast i definitely highly suggest anyone out there to listen to this podcast it's a great Great podcast. So welcome on, Juan. How are you? Hey, man. Thanks for having me, bro. I'm, I'm doing well. Just finished uh, getting the workout in and couldn't wait to be on your podcast. Yeah, I was excited to have you on. Uh, we, Juan and I connected through LinkedIn and, you know, uh, very lucky to have him on and have him talk about his basketball career and uh, tell me his story of uh, how we got to where he is today. I'll be, I'll be gladly too, man. That's the, the power of LinkedIn and using it for what it's built for. So, you know, let's get to it. All right. Sounds good. So the first question is, uh, when did you know that basketball was the sport for you? Um, um, well, my mom pushed me when I was seven years old uh, in elementary school because I was taller than most kids. And um, she told me that I will be trying out for a basketball team. And from there, um, I connected with the head coach at my elementary school and uh, it took off. Um, I had the God-given ability to already be tall and the skills added to how tall I was and then went from there. Wow. And then, so what was, um, you know, like going into high school, what, like, you know, at what age did you start to really like focus on the game and then you started to separate yourself from the competition? Um, let's go with uh, seventh grade. Um, I started off with Speece Indy Heat. Um, we were the first AAU team to play on the EYBL uh, circuit, which is very popular right now, um, sponsored by Nike. It was myself, uh, Rafael Davis, who played at Purdue, A.J. Hammonds, who played at Purdue, who uh, got drafted by Dallas, Yogi Ferrell, Marcus Teague, Deshaun Thomas, uh, Kellen Dunham. Like, the list goes on. It's just a lot of elite Indiana basketball players. And that was my travel team from uh, middle school all the way through uh, high school. So I was on the top club in uh, Indiana. And from there, I was surrounded by the great players. And my career took off just being around other great people. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I read that you were ranked 13th best in Indiana in high school. And you averaged 20 yeah. points and 14 boards a game. And in your senior year, like, you know, what – so with all those numbers and being ranked number 13 in Indiana, what was your recruiting process like, and how did you decide on going to the ball? Um, from Big Ten, the SEC, um, ACC, a lot of schools recruited me. Um, 
and you only could pick one at the end of the day. Like I got my first offer in seventh grade from Bryce Drew, uh, who was at uh, Valpo University at the time, and he offered me at my school. And I had no idea, you know, what a scholarship was. I was in seventh grade, you know, but we had a meeting with my family and uh, my coach and, you know, he was extending uh, the scholarship and I was very pleased. And so that's how I started in seventh grade, the recruiting process. So to boil it all down, um, it was between University of Illinois, Champaign, Xavier, Ohio State and DePaul. And um, I was going to commit to Ohio State my freshman year. And someone ended up committing before I did, which was a bummer. But uh, we moved forward, and that's when Memphis offered me. And um, I signed late and when I was in high school. So, like I said, it was between University of Illinois and DePaul. And DePaul was 30 minutes from my house. And um, I felt like that I could play at the highest level and be close to home. So it was a perfect situation for me, I thought, at the time. And that's why I had chose the Paul. Oh, wow. And then, so you, so you end up getting injured your first year. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I tore my ACL. Um, and in 2012, I was playing behind Cleveland Melvin. He was the Big East rookie of the year uh, when they had a dominating class. And um, that's when life did a 360. Uh, I got over-recruited. Um, so I had to look at different options if I wanted to still stay at DePaul. And I knew that what I wanted and what my potential was, was not going to be fulfilled by being at DePaul. So my camp told me to uh, rebrand myself, go to Chipola College, which was located in Florida, which was the top JUCO school in the Panhandle Conference. And uh, they was known for winning. And from there, I went to Moorhead State with uh, Sean Woods, who uh, is in the Hall of Fame at University of Kentucky. Wow. And uh, that's when my collegiate career really took off those uh, those last three years. How did you – so how did – so did you decide on Warren State based on the coach or was there something that – Yeah, you based, on, based on the coach. He, uh, Sean Woods was from Gary, Indiana. Oh, nice. And that's where you yeah. are from, correct, right? Yeah, that's what, correct. So he was like, hey, come back home. I can really build you up, be the player that you're supposed to be. I'm going to coach you harder than anyone has ever coached you before. And um, all I know is hard work and dedication. And I was sold on that because it was another small town. I was out of the city, less distractions. Only thing was to go to class and uh, play basketball. So from there, um, I put up some good numbers. And um, I got drafted prior to my senior year in the Puerto Rico League, number two, in the wow. 2017 draft. Wow, that's that's because crazy. I'm a native. Yeah, because I'm Puerto Rican and black, so I have uh, I'm a native there. I'm not considered an import in Puerto Rico. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. So and so. and so you ended up staying though for your senior year, correct? You said you got drafted yeah. your junior year, and yeah, you know, no, I, go I got drafted my senior year. My senior oh. year, I got uh, drafted to play professionally in Puerto Rico because they have their uh, yearly draft for new players. That's awesome. Yep. That, that's crazy. So, like, um, before we'll go back a little bit in your collegiate career, what – so, you know, you come in your junior year, but then your senior year you really explode onto the scene. You averaged, I believe it was 14 points per game and 12 boards. 
you know, what yeah. was the what was the prep that you put into that summer to really make yourself a starter and you start 29 games and like really expand your like make yourself this great player from Warren State? Um, man, I went back to uh, Spice uh, Fieldhouse located in Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's where I was training, and um, I I spent countless hours there. I was with uh, my AAU coach at the time, Jerry Quarles. He's like family more than just my AAU coach, but uh, he took me in, let me stay at his house with his family, and I just trained. Uh, I went three a days, morning, afternoon, and evening, and, and really got it in because I knew that that senior year I had to be a total different player, and I knew that my goals were to get a check play in this game. And so I just really locked in that, that senior year. Yeah, it definitely worked out well for you. I mean, you ended up getting drafted in the Puerto Rico League, uh, yeah. you know, professionally. That, that, that's amazing. Um, you know, so do you have a favorite game? Just to go back and then we'll jump into the Puerto Rico League. Do you have a favorite game that you had that you remember the most or like a memorable moment that you had playing for uh, Morehead State? Um, when we went to the CBI championship, Best out of three against Nevada. And uh, I went against Cameron Oliver, who's a, I think he believes he's a, he's a pro as well. Uh, he played in the NBA for a brief stint. I believe he's in a G League currently. But going up to the West Coast at Nevada, um, having like 16 and 8, I believe, um, and then playing them at Moorhead, uh, we lost uh, like best of three. We lost at their place by by three. Oh, so that was like my favorite series and just playing against that really great school. Um, that's, that's a memory that I really cherish playing for a championship in postseason. That's awesome though. That's, I mean, at least you got to experience that and you know, you got to have, you know, I mean, even though it was a, a tough loss, but you know, at least you, as a, a, like, you know, as a college kid, you right. get to experience a big, a major championship in some sort of way. Yeah, no, absolutely. I got a mixtape off that, so I was really pleased. Made it, oh, made got a nice highlight tape. So I was like, that's that was my favorite, just because it was on ESPN. And um, then from there, like once I went pro from Puerto Rico, because Puerto Rico season is always spring through summer. So once I left, uh, like after we lost my senior year against Murray State, I. Um, I flew to Puerto Rico and then transitioned into being a pro. And now what was like, what was that transition? Like, what was your workouts? How did you prep yourself going into those seasons? And like currently um, being a pro there, like, what's it like now? Um, I was the youngest guy on the team. They had their families there with them going into training camp. I'm with an NBA point guard who was, uh, his name's Carlos Arroyo. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, he, yeah, he was on my team. Uh, Damian James, he played at Texas along with Kevin Durant, like DJ Augustine, uh, really great player. He played in the NBA for a very long time. He took me under his wing, showed me the ropes of how to be a pro. Uh, I had another great teammate of mine. His name was Sean James. Played for uh, EuroLeague, Maccabi. And uh, like I said, I was the youngest one. I was 24 at the time. I'm 26 now, so I was 24 at the time, and all those guys was mid 30. So I, they drafted me to a veteran ball club. So I was like a sponge, just learning everyone's routine, how they prepare. Because I went in 
playing a system. And so I really transitioned into playing up and down. Yeah. If that makes sense. So yes, it, was, it yeah. was a big transition. Ah, that's So you learned, so you took a lot in from all these veterans and just flipped, flipped, like, you know, flipped yourself into like, now you're a second year pro over there. And now what would you say, where do you rank amongst the players out, out there? Oh, I feel like I'm just as talented as anyone now because once I finished my first year there, I went to uh, Switzerland and played. Had an opportunity to play in Europe. Uh, I got import of the year, um, small forward of the year. So I, I won many accolades playing wow. over there in Switzerland. And then uh, once that 2017-2018 year finished, I took that fall off and just prepared for Puerto Rico since they were starting really early. Um, so, yeah, I just took my game to another level. I know I could compete with the best. And, um, yeah, so I was just like, I love hearing other people's success stories just like you do. And that's what inspired me to start the podcast, my podcast, because it's, I come across a lot of great players and uh, I love hearing other people's journeys. Yeah, your your podcast is awesome. I actually listened to uh, the Will Daniels one today. Um big fan of Will Daniels because I'm actually from Rhode Island and URI is like down okay. the street from where I am. And he, his, his story was very interesting as well too. And, um, you know, of how he became, now he's a 10 year pro, you know, playing basketball overseas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, he's, uh, he's a stud. He's a stud. And I was very, very thankful to, uh, be on his team. And, um, I learned a lot from him. He's been playing many years. And um, I was like, hey, man, hop on the podcast. I think it would be really dope. Share your story. A lot of players do not have the um, luxury to come across players who play at the highest level in Europe and get paid really well for it. So it was really dope. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you your podcast, I have to say um, – I love it. I listened to like I think I listened to four episodes today. I'm um, just catching up on the seasons and stuff. And you know the people that you bring on are people with you know the mentality that grind and like is this all through connections or is this all through people that you have reached out to? Oh, um, organic connections for sure. Like I leverage basketball. Uh, don't let basketball use me. Like when people start podcasting, you have to have connections you have to reach out and you have to accept some people do not you know like i said before we even started our interview like want to talk so sometimes i got to accept when players be like uh you know i got you later you know what i mean yeah yeah so, yeah so I mean, yeah i got it, it comes with the territory because it's like that's your business like you you're an entrepreneur for podcasting yeah, it's, it's very true. And I think, you know, from my experience as well, I mean, there's times where I've had people say no, and there's times where people I, like, you know, I've reached out on LinkedIn, the people I've seen that they start a message and I don't respond back. And it is what it is. You just, you know, but you got to keep yeah. grinding and getting those guests. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And you've had some great guests on. Uh, Devontae Smith-Rivera was on, on as well, too. Yeah, man, I was a rookie, man. Like, with that season, like, I was – the audio wasn't as perfect, but I was like, screw it. Like, I know that uh, I'm going to get continue to get better um, because podcasting is all about growth. 
and put in out the content because everything is not going to be perfect. So that's right. That, yeah. Our first season was like, you know, guys willing to hop on organically. That was before I even got a mic. Season two, like season two, episode four, five. That's when I started having a mic. Now I just got me a new uh, a Yeti mic. No, yeah, that's I yeah. Can't, yeah, which I can't wait to use now. So that first season and season two was a, a process. That was like my mixtape in the basement, grinding, trying to figure out how this podcasting worked on the job. Uh, yeah, you do. Well, you do a great job. I mean, for your first season, honestly, you ask some great questions and you um, do a great job with like, you know, the guests that you have on. You ask like, you know, obviously connections and the stuff right. that you guys talk about. You know, I love hearing people's stories as like you do as well, too. So, yeah, you do. Like, yeah. You'll enjoy that Yeti mic. I got one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, man. I, I bought it, like, yesterday from Best Buy, and I have an interview set up tomorrow because um, I'm close to Chicago, Illinois, because yeah. Gary is on the borderline. So I have to uh, go in town in the morning. His name's Dan Poneman. Um, so he's a, he's a basketball enthusiast, and he interviewed me 10 years ago when I was coming up. Uh, in high school. So I'm like, Hey, can you return the favor? Let me interview you. So he was like, sure. You know, but as you continue to get a lot of guests, you have to put in the work and find more people, you know what I mean? And and keep the content going. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I feel like is you always have to find um, some way to keep the content going and get some guests on or like, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully just make connections with someone that you can get word of mouth to like some other people that can come on as well too. Right, right, right. And and like me in this professional basketball lane, you have a lot of players with egos. So when they see you're doing something really good outside of that the game, you know, sometimes they don't want to see you shine or use what they have going on and bring you value. So I got to accept that and understand like every basketball player is not going to say yes. Yeah, which is un- unfortunate as well, too, you know. Yeah. I mean- you figured they would want to help a fellow professional player out or help you like, you know, help someone out just you know, help them grow their brand. No, no question. No question, bro. And, you know, especially some guys from my community who are on the up and coming rise. Um, they're like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, hop on. They become like unprofessional, not follow up when I follow up. Because podcasting as a host, you have to follow up, making sure that everything's right. I respect your time, respect mine. And it doesn't always go like that. So that's something yeah. that just comes with the territory. Yeah, it definitely does. I know. I've, I've been, um, I, I was supposed to have someone that was, I won't mention names, but someone that was right. pretty big. He agreed to come on and then he kind of big timed me and never responded yeah. back to me. And he said, yes, I'll come on. I'm like, great. When do you want to come on? I never got a response to that. <laughs> right, right. Another another flag is like I apologize with the noise. No, that's fine. You're another good. um another one is like when someone tells you like I'll let you know. That's like a flag to me where it's like okay, I'm not. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I'd so, rather just have someone tell me that they're not gonna come on and just be honest or like I don't have the time currently, but maybe down the road. Right, right. That's that's it. Like. Even me, some players big time me, and I'll be like, dude, my platform is bigger than your brand, like, in this basketball lane. Like, I'm I'm confused. Yeah, exactly. So, um, because if you see, like, I listen to CJ McCullough's podcast, and 
Danny Green had us a podcast, you know, going through what he was going through. And listening to those guys is, like, really cool because even CJ doesn't get every NBA player. He has to get, like, coaches, other people outside of, like, he's playing against. Which, which is – that's crazy because I, I like – I do like this podcast as well. I didn't know that uh, Danny Green had one. I know Josh Hart has one too, but that's kind of crazy. you think that, like, CJ's a star and other guys would want to, like, connect with him or talk to him. Right, right. You know, he, he has some other, you know, NBA players come up, but they're not as frequent. You know what I mean? So he, he does a real good job of uh, branching off and getting other people and – it's organic conversation. I actually reached out to his co-host, Jordan Schultz, Did for you? advice. Yeah, he wrote me back like a month later in the DMs, and he called me. Wow, you know? that's, that's awesome. So, so that was a contact. Like, I just planted that seed, and um, name dropped, obviously, um, when we were talking on the phone because uh, he thought what I had going on was really cool, how organic it was. And... Um, him being the son of uh, Power Schultz, you know, the CEO of Starbucks, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's, to really, that's really cool. So, yeah, no, other than that, it's a full grind, though, either way. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I love it, though. Yeah, yeah, you do a great job at it. I love, like you said, your conversation is very organic. Um, the way you, like, ask the questions, they're always, and, you know, your questions that you ask and the, the way you talk to people are always, um, they're great. And I think it's also great advice for uh, people out there, uh, kids who want to play basketball or want to get, you know, in the college recruiting or in the college, you know, some of the questions that you ask and some of the guys explain some of the things that they've experienced. It's pretty cool. It's really cool. Thank you. No, I, I truly appreciate it, man. Like uh, I admire what you have going on and your work ethic and, and trying to come up in the basketball scene, man, it's, it's not easy. That's why we have to use social media to our leverage um, and, and build that content because I know some high-profile players, but I don't want to make it seem like I'm just using them for who they are. So I just have to make it organic and, and show them, like, dude, I already have, like, 30 people. If yeah. you want to hop on school, if not, don't worry about it. Like, I, I have my own thing going on. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to feel like you're using anyone to, you know, get ahead or build your – build your brand like you know it does help right. your brand but you also want to keep that like contact as as awareness as you yeah can. right absolutely so um I'm, I'm looking for i have some good people like uh, darius garland who i'm uh friends with he's from gary i train with his trainer when i that's go awesome. to nashville um i plan on getting to barry parker that's i know him um just through growing up in the basketball community and just using God to open up other doors who I feel that like, Hey, let me have you on the podcast and um, go from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great, man. That's, those are awesome guests to have. And those are like, I'm sure those guys have some good stories too. Yeah. I mean, no, no question. My biggest high profile one outside of the mayor of Gary. I mean, um, like I was nervous during that interview. She was, uh, friends with Obama. Oh, wow. She still is friends with Obama and, and having her as a guest and she has a Harvard JD degree from that institution was like very huge for me uh, because I was just starting off and just 
being a good basketball player, that got me to have her on my podcast. And A.J. Hammonds. A.J. Hammonds was uh, another high-profile guy, him being seven foot, and I had to talk to him really organically to make him comfortable oh, wow. on the podcast. So, and yeah, it's, it it's funny how you have people on and you have to, like, make them feel – sometimes you have to make them feel comfortable about, like, you know, this is yeah. just, like, I'm not, like, big – I'm not, like, media trapping you or anything like that. I just want to have, like, a normal conversation like we're having now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the other tip is like, hey, uh, is he a good speaker? Because some people have good backgrounds, but they don't speak well. So they don't speak well. It's like you don't want to pull teeth. Yes. Because it's just not going to sound organic. That's that. That's really true. Yeah, I, I, I know the feeling. I have a guy that like you know came on, and I think he like he just I you. Did, he just gave me one word answers, which was fine because I think that's just the way he was as a person. It wasn't like right. anything against me. It's just how he it was. Right, right, right. No, for sure, man. Um, like, like that's I try to. I don't want to have him. I I try not to get people I don't want. Like I just have to be naturally engaged with you because I I really want to learn about you. So if I'm happy to have you on, then I'm going to really be engaged. I'm not just going to have someone just to have content because I couldn't find anybody else. Yes, exactly. That's, that, that's true. You want to make them, you know, that's, that's a good point. So, yeah, man, no, that's about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I really, I really appreciate you on, you know, and I do, I, like I said, I love your podcast. I love what you do. And, you know, you're just a great person overall for, I, for coming on and making time for me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Jeff, no, I mean, appreciate you, man, reaching out and, you know, having the courage to reach out off, off the rip, man. Like I said, I'm a good guy, man, and I, I really don't turn people down when they're trying to make it um, in the business world and podcasting or wherever. Like, I'm here. Uh, once I have that good vibe from you, I just go from there. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. You know, and uh, if I find myself in Indiana or, or Chicago, I'll reach out to you. We'll have to hang out. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Please do, man. And um, thank you again for having me on your podcast, bro. Yeah, thank you. And everyone that's listening out there, please give the Juwan Morero uh, podcast a listen. Awesome, awesome. Like I said, awesome interviews. He has great guys on. And thank you very much, Juwan, for your time. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. All right, that was my interview with Juwan. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Juwan. I'm looking forward to have him on again. Um, great interview with him. Uh, that wraps up this episode. On Friday's episode, we have Stephen Spray Reagan on. Awesome interview with Stephen. I really enjoy talking to Stephen about his basketball career and his career. Uh, fun th- fact, I had to have some plans to go out to Seattle and hang out with Stephen, and we're going to do something live out there. Um, so it should be a, a really, really good time. So I'm looking forward to that. But I look forward to talking to you guys on Friday. Have a good rest of your week.